This is Keon Harold. You're listening to Jazz Is Not What You Think. It's great to finally meet you. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, man, such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. Well, you know, it's, uh, you know, I've listened to a lot of music in my professional life and, uh, I have to say, uh, your music moves me, and I know it moves a lot of people. And I had no idea you've been on almost a hundred albums so far. Yeah, man, I've, I've been around around the, the track a couple of times, man. That is that is absolutely wonderful. And uh, the new record, uh, "Musician." Uh huh. That's a great title. How'd you come up with that? Um, that title um, comes from. Um, the work that I worked, I did on the Miles Ahead film with Don Cheadle, um, Robert Glasper. Um, we were at South by Southwest, and you know Don Cheadle, he's a, he's a friend of mine now, and a you know a fan as well. So he was basically just giving me kudos, and he you know really did a great job, man. You know what you did was masterful. You know it's like you're 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 a, a magician, but you're a musician. <laughs> And then that kind of just twisted to, you know what, you're a, you're a musician. So <laughs> that that kind of stuck with me, you know, since well, then. So after I finished, you know, recording the the, the soundtrack and, the you know, the score, um, you know, I said, you know what, I'm going to write a song called The Magician. And that, you know, basically was the formation and the the ground rules of what this album is and what it's become. Wow. Well... I, I sat down with Don uh, right before Miles Ahead came out, and oh really? He, and he said a lot of great things about you, and you know one of the things that he told me that I'll never forget. He said, you know, the real reason I did this movie is so I can get on stage with all these great musicians. <laughs> I believe it, but he's so he's so talented, man. He, he knows how to play. He's a music, a musician, and a and a you know a writer and an actor. He's a, a millennial man. Oh, he's a renaissance man for sure. And and it was I had a great time with him. And, you know, one of the things that uh, we talked about, which we should probably talk about here, is that, you know, he he I, I said, uh, Don, have you ever met Miles? And he said, no. He goes, have you? And I said, yeah, I'm one of the few guys out there that was fortunate enough to hang with Miles. Oh, wow. And he was like, that's great. I, I think <laughs> <laughs> it, it depends on what day it was. Uh, it, it was, I could tell you it was a great day and Miles was just wonderful. And it, like, I, I still pinch myself. I can't believe I got to hang with Miles one night. Oh, uh, wow. But he, in fact, the, uh, that great uh, shot of him with his finger to his lip, mm -hmm. that we shot that in his house for a cover of Jazz's magazine. Oh, wow. Cool. It, uh, it was, it was, it was, it, that was uh, magical and musical. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's great. So, so Winton, uh, another friend of mine, called you the future of the trumpet. Yeah, Man, that's some serious statement there. It really was, and that was a long time ago. That was when I was, you know, fifteen, sixteen years old. He had, wow. um, you know, really keyed in on what he what he thought I could I could be, and you know, just in what was in my sound at that time. You know, I hadn't even totally developed yet, but just the, the the promise and what I was dealing with, you know, he could hear it. Now, that was what, maybe 15, 20 years ago? 
Yes, it's, it's a while ago now. Yeah, and and in that twenty years, um, what I've seen, what a lot of people have seen that have followed your music, is an evolution of an artist that has covered a lot of ground. Um, you're you remind me of some of the great jazz artists that that just you don't want to stand still. You can't stand still or you die. <laughs> you know, you got to keep it moving, keep moving and shaking and growing and learning and experiencing and and giving and, you know, and 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 proselytizing, you know, to the people who don't know about it. So it's, it's a it's an ongoing process. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going and keep, you know, trying to, you know, get my music to people and keep writing about the times and keep writing about, you know, beautiful life and life that's not so beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm all about it. Well, that's, uh, you know, I, what I really like is that, you know, when I was, when I grew up, I'm a little bit older than you, a lot older than you, actually. <laughs> um, it was a time where the great music that was coming out at the time was about change, protests, social justice. And we've sort of lost that. You mm -hmm. bring me, you bring me back to that time. You're an old soul. Hmm. And yeah. I have no, I have no choice, man. I, I I see it, and you know I'm not moved in, unless I say something about it, unless I do something, unless I write something about it. Um, it's just I don't know. It's just my my inclination, and just I feel like maybe God is just giving me that kind of role to 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 play for a time like this, um, and I'm game for for the opportunity. Well, it's 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 working, and and the one thing that I think hits home for a lot of people is Ferguson, and and what a lot of people don't know is you are from Ferguson. I am a son of Ferguson. Wow, hundred <laughs> percent. And you know, one of the things I don't want to forget, I want to I want to ask you about SAH, um, because that seems like a great organization. And is it your brother that's involved in that, or yeah, uh, my brother. Um, he was a he's a wrestling coach and a and a teacher. Um, he wanted to start an organization, you know, to mentor kids in Ferguson and you know to just give people, you know, other aspects of what's going on in the world. So basically, Strength and Honor, um, we did this initiative called Hours of Honor, in which we we called upon the the police department in Ferguson, the fire department. Um, many um, organizations and businesses have all donated time to just spend with kids. And, um, you know, money is, is a good donation as well, but we wanted the idea for, for kids to really have a mentorship, you know, one-on-one -on -one opportunity um, to, to really learn what it's like to build an airplane, what it's like to, to be a banker, what it's like to be, you know, so many different things. So that's the campaign my brother has started um, along with um my partner, Andrea Pizzicone, uh, you know, uh, an initiative, you know, to to help people grow, to, to give kids an opportunity and see a different outlook um, of the way the world works at an early age. So and, yeah. and at a vulnerable age and, and absolutely a very impressionable age. Yeah. And you're and the fact that you're giving back at even at your relatively young age, it's a beautiful thing for other people to see that. I think people miss the point. You know, I, I, I try to tell my kids, you know, 
when you give, it's hard to quantify because I didn't realize till I was a little bit older that, you know, when I give, I, I, I really didn't understand why it made me feel good. Mm-hmm. And so I could only imagine with, you know, what you've brought to the public, not only your art, but your passion for justice. Um, it's got to make you feel good. I mean, it, it, it definitely does. It definitely gives me fulfillment and, and a sense of purpose for sure. Um, you know, cause when, you know, when you think about it, we play instruments and, you know, we spent lots, lots of time in college and lots of time studying and, you know, you practice, you play, you learn this, you learn that and you play it back. You can play it for yourself in a practice room. And, you know, at what point, where's the purpose in that? Of course you do it for yourself, but then what, what's next? What are you going to do? What are you going to really leave? You know, after you play, after you've recorded and people have seen you, what do they have to take from? What is the experiences that you're leaving? Um, so when I'm writing, I'm very, very conscious of what, what the purpose is. Why am I doing this? Um, is it just for the hell of it or is it for people to literally be, you know, changed or have an opportunity to, to see the world in a different way? Very conscious of that. Uh, that's, that's great. And, and, and you've done it with such a, a variety of other artists, whether it's Common or, or Robert Glasper or Gregory or, or, or Mary J. Blige. I, I, f- I find the diversity of sound and talents that you've worked with, it's probably as broad as you get. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the way I see it. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a quilt of, 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 of greats. Um, and I've been blessed to, to work with, you know, Erica in common and D'Angelo and most deaf and, you know, Mac Miller and Nas and so many, just so many different people that, you know, and Maxwell that all have, that are, that are impacting me as we speak now. Um, you know, it's just a, a, an honor to do that and I just grow and learn from them and, you know, I share what I have with them and it goes back and forth. You know, it's, it's what we were talking about before, the idea of giving. When you give, you get it back and you just really don't know how it's going to come back to you. And, you know, that feeling is fulfillment, man. It's, it's, it's an awesome feeling. Um, as far as the music and me, you know, working with so many different people, it just enriches what I'm doing individually. So I, I don't take that for granted at all. Uh, that's great. So, so talk about giving back. I mean, you are essentially now one of the heroes of Ferguson. I mean, you're. I heard that you're you're in the parade, and, and uh-huh. it, it's a real homecoming for you. It was cool. <laughs> Went back to be the grand marshal of, of Ferguson. That was that was that was a special day. Uh, that's great. So so. What's up next? I mean, you you've covered so much ground already musically, uh, pop, you know, hip hop, jazz, and and what's what I see, which is interesting, is that on the same album, you'll have something that's more kind of crossover pop, but then you'll have something that's very very serious jazz, mm-hmm. and it's on the same record. That's the thing, you know. Um, working on this album and talking it out um, with my um, with, with with people um, who were involved in the album. Ultimately, it came down to this: I wanted to make 
an album that was an album that was a that was one thing a lot of times albums are just a collection of songs this to me was um you know it spoke to the idea of you know what life was to me there's love there's inspiration i have a song in there called voicemail with my mom talking oh I, man i, I, I gotta tell you that that brought me to tears i mean uh, that it that is such a beautiful intro to the record man and you know if you know me then my mom is is everything to me um upon finishing that song she had a massive heart attack and i had to fly home to st louis i was able to to play it for her before she lost consciousness thank god she's fine now she's oh, thank god and, and recovered but she was sedated for you know over a week and you know that was one of the hardest things but i was just so honored to have had the opportunity to play it before and you know and i was so happy because i didn't really know what if i had lost her um you know it was it was a, a really emotional time for me so that song you know plays on the idea of you know inspiration because she'd leave me these voicemails every like you know every couple weeks and what's interesting about that i come from a family it's 16 i have 16 siblings so each one of my siblings they all have these kind of voicemails as well i'm not like the only one so i have a you know a, a a mailbox full of voicemails from my mom and this one just so happened to be the one i put to music um you know and i had um incredible darren atwater um yeah. work with me on that song the the string arrangements was fantastic on that song and and on mb lament yeah um, yeah it it absolutely you know it's you know this may actually define you in some ways, because one of the things I learned from my wife, and I, I, I have to admit, I didn't know it when I was younger, is that you can judge a man by the way he treats his mother. Hmm. And I never really thought of that before. But the reason I got so emotional when I heard that track is because it reminded me of that. Oh, wow. That the love you have for your mother and what your mother gave to you will, you know, will be, will, you'll bring it to your kids and your grandkids. And, and that's a beautiful thing. That is, and that is, that is it. You, you hit it right on the nail. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So, so I, I'm going to, the re, I want to talk about the sort of discussion that's difficult for some people because you bring it to the forefront in such a, a beautiful, respectful way just the whole topic of race. Mm -hmm. And, and the, you know, it, I think it would make even the most jaded person stop and think, how did you figure out how to present it in such a way where it makes you stop, listen, and think? Hmm. Man, growing up in Ferguson, you know, not necessarily growing up in Ferguson, coming from Ferguson and moving to New York City, you know, it's race is right in front of you. I mean, it is, you know, it's it's everything, especially now since since of the um, political um, system that we have now and, and the heads impact the political system, you know, is polarizing and, you know, my 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 partner, my girlfriend, um, 
was white. So, um, you know, these conversations are very real to me. They're very real to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way I wanted to to address it is it's the way that I've been addressed for, for as long as I can remember. I can remember being stopped, um, going to jail for absolutely no good reason, for no, for no reason, not being charged, just going, you know, being taken to jail. I can recall being pulled over with my mother. You know, she we were in a station wagon. We get pulled over and, you know, it'll look like a scene of, of cops. And simply, she get no charge, no ticket, anything, but simply just because, you know what, maybe you look suspicious. So the idea of that part of, you know, being profiled and stuff like that, it was very real to me. But I also realized that everyone's not like that. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone doesn't have this lens of, you know what, because you're different than me, you know what, maybe you're wrong or maybe you'll hurt me, you'll do something to me. No, we're different. We all have, you know, the same you know, aspirations. We want to love. We want to feel loved. We want to, you know, we want to be treated well. We mm-hmm. want to treat other people well. We want, um, you know, we want our children to grow up well. We want our children to be educated. We want the same thing, essentially. And that's the thing. We, we, need, we need to find things that unifies versus things that, that built, that break us apart. Um, on the record, did the song, When Will It Stop? Mm-hmm. Which was actually part two to MB Lament um, due to all of the um, the many um, African Americans and you know just people of color being killed for, for by law enforcement and being treated brutally by law enforcement. That's how it came. But the words that um, Guy Tory um, put to it, and you know the the melodies that that I added to it, and the words that I added to "When Will It Stop?" Um, we have to recognize that people are different and people are beautiful in their in their in their differences. Um, you know, when will it stop? The the xenophobia, the the homophobia, the racism, the bigotry, all of that. When will that all? When will all that stuff come to forefront? When can we have a dialogue and a conversation that will bring about change? When that's what we're looking for. That's what me as an American, um, I'm looking for to to dialogue to embrace all of my brothers who are not just like me brothers and sisters who are not like me i want to let them know that we have more things that are similar about us than that are different so let's celebrate what's similar and let's respect each other and let's love each other so um to me race race is huge to me but Mm -hmm. it's not the biggest thing and it's something that we could actually celebrate versus um tear each other down about Absolutely. You know, I, I'll tell you a story because uh, I'm a white guy who grew up in a white town. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, as a younger guy, I was ignorant. Mm. And I remember when I first got into the business, um, I became friends with Branford Marsalis. Mm-hmm. And Branford and I were at a, a, a show and it was a, a musical instrument show. You've probably been to one, a NAM show. Yeah, for sure. And, and um, we you know, we saw each other. We said, Hey, let's go to lunch. So he had his horn with him and we were heading out of the convention center and he got stopped. And I said, no, he's okay. He, he, he's Branford Marsalis. And of course the security guy had no idea who Branford Marsalis was. And he said, no, you have to leave that here. And he goes, no, no, this is my horn. I'm not leaving it here. And, uh, he looked at me and he goes, man, you see, and I, I looked at him, no, no, I, I don't see. Now, fast forward 20 years. I married someone who's not white. Hmm. 
And I felt the same thing again, because now I was living life with someone who wasn't white and seeing how through with, not with everybody, but with certain people, how things change and how she would look at me and say, you know, they're looking at us because we're mixed. Hmm. And I, I would initially say, no, we're not. No, they're not. And I realized over time, well, yes, they are. And so I've spent my adult life, really, it's not my mission, but every day, really showing people the similarities, like you said, and not the differences, although if there are differences, they're actually differences that we can learn from each other and celebrate. Exactly. So I, you know, it's, it, it, it took me a long time though. And, and I hope that it doesn't take as long for most people as it took for me, but it, it, it really opened my eyes. And so when I hear the way that you present this, I just, it just warms, it warms you. Mm. And, and, and I, and we, and I know everyone appreciates that. Oh man. Many thanks. Many thanks. Yeah. Well, it was wonderful to meet you through this interview. Such a pleasure to, to, to talk to you. Seriously. Great. Absolutely. And we should, we should definitely stay in touch. We'll, we'll trade contact information. And again, I appreciate your time and, and they, you're listening to jazz is not what you think with Keon Harold, <laughs> his, his new album is something you absolutely must check out. Also, check out the video, uh, people listening, because it really is the, the video that you put together for, uh, it's not the title track, but it's a beautiful track. Uh, yeah. Do you have, you have any other videos that go along with? Uh... Um, there's two videos um, that have been curated and directed by um, Andrea Pizzicone. Um When Will It Stop? and MB Lament to this point. There are more videos to come and there are more um, footage and documentaries and plenty of other um, assets to go with this album that are coming very, very soon. Well, the album is Musician. It's Keon Harold. He's an artist that you're going to hear a lot from, from us. And I think everyone's going to be talking about him. Thanks again, Keon. Such a pleasure to meet you and um, talk to you. I look forward to building. 